Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. For most Australians, access to clean drinking water is as simple as turning on a tap. But in reality, only one in three people globally have access to safe drinking water. Ellie McGovern and Dylan Rowe are the co-founders of Project Pargo, a company which is on a mission to change this. So welcome to the show today. I wanted to first of all ask you, what made you decide to make your life mission to provide people with access to clean drinking water? Yeah, well, thanks for having us, for one. And I think it was... Yeah, a few years ago now, we were traveling around the world. We took, you know, a break from our you know, normal jobs, so to speak. We didn't know where we were going and where we were ending up. We were on a whimsical traveling surfing mission, um, chasing sunsets and cold beers and all the good things that are involved with, you know, traveling. And we were, you know, traveled through Asia, Indonesia, um, some time in the Philippines. And then we went over to Mexico and Central America and, it was basically a common sort of factor everywhere we went. And I'm sure you or a lot of the people listening have traveled to parts of the world where you couldn't drink the water out of the tap. It's like pretty, you know, like you said at the, at the beginning, we don't have that in Australia. We're so fortunate. But as soon as you step foot outside, pretty much you go on a, on a trip, it was yeah, everywhere we went. It was three years. It wasn't just three month trip or anything. It was just like a consistent thing. So we were consistently looking for our own clean water. Um, for, for us, obviously, um, and also noticing that the locals weren't drinking the water for multiple reasons. Obviously, the water in their taps was you know, undrinkable and everybody knew that. Um, the bottled water, which we were at first searching, but then realizing there was just an abundance of these plastic bottles accumulating in our camper. Um, so we found that there was these water purifier stations and we could fill up a giant tank and reuse it. And we kind of, it took us, you know, a little bit of time to get used to that. But after a while, that was like a part of our life, like whether it was every few days or once a week, depending on how much we could store and how much we were using. Um, yeah. And it, it was really like, it wasn't like a light bulb, like right then and there, but it was like, it was a, a gradual thing. And after a while we're like, oh my goodness, there is a real need for this. And I'd obviously heard about, stories of we've heard about stories of people not even having any water and to be honest with you i have never been in a place like that i've tra we've traveled a lot and there's always been a water source of some description and then we found out about um waves for water a really cool charity that runs on like um you know skeleton staff that have entities in different parts of the world we found out about that and we we're also at the same time it had been three years since we had had any kind of work job so to speak and you know, I'm an electrician by trade. Ellie was a commercial property real estate agent. And we were both kind of a bit over our jobs. Not that we hated them or anything like that. They are great jobs. But we were just sort of wanted to do something for ourselves. And we always thought about having like a product business. But then when the idea of having just a product business kind of came to fruition, it was sort of like, oh, I don't know. There's not much soul in it, you know. And then 
we can we found out about these products that were like you know really high quality keeps your drinks hot and cold I'm like, oh my god we could connect this with this and that was kind of when it happened and it was you know four or five months before we decided okay let's go home and make this real but it was definitely like a, a moment we sort of looked at each other like well so nobody's done this and definitely nobody had done it in australia and you couldn't even buy these kinds of stylish products. I mean, you could buy a bottle, let's be honest. You could buy <laughs> bottles in Australia but back then, but not in the kind that we had sort of designed or had thought about designing. And then we basically just started putting pen to paper with ideas and we reached out to Waves for Water and just to throw the idea at them to see if it would be a possibility. And, yeah, it all kind of just started rolling and everyone was like, oh, my God, that's a great idea. This is that, da, 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 da. talk to this guy, go to that person. And, yeah, we just learned and started sampling products and we started learning about manufacturing and, you know, product imports and running a business and like all of those things are part of it as well. At the same time, we were learning about implementing water filters and how we were going to do that and if it was even possible and all of those kinds of things. So I think, yeah, that was basically when it was. That was in 2016, I think, around that time, 17. I think we got home in 2017, was it? I think so, yeah. And um, yeah, ever since then, that's been our whole our whole life, like every day, all day, every day, you know, 12 hours a day or whatever <laughs> it is, you know, we wake up and get into it and then finish sometimes, you know, in the afternoon, sometimes still 8.30, 9 o'clock at night, we're still, you know, going for it. So yeah, that's, that's when it happened and that's how it sort of happened. No, it's really exciting and it's really amazing, I think, to see as well, because it is one of those things when you have a business that is in the sustainability sector. I battle with it all the time. Creating a product and kind of selling to people kind of defeats the purpose of sustainability in some sure. senses because yeah, yeah. the most sustainable thing we can do is to consume less. And, yes, by buying a reusable coffee cup or a reusable water bottle, then you're saying no to single-use plastics. But if somebody's already got one at home, it's kind of, yeah, it gets icky, it gets a bit yucky feeling. But I really love your partnership with Waves for Water. Can you please just explain a little bit about how Project Pargo's clean water projects work? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So we um, obviously sell our products and then we put a percentage of our revenue aside to be able to implement water filtration systems. So we work really closely with Waste to Water. They are our charity partner. And we kind of go out with them and do a lot of the research and development in these areas that are in need of clean water. So we do a lot of the research first, find where um, they need filters, you know, um, at that time. And then, yeah, we do all of our, pro, um, our giving project-based. So we, when we started the company, we really wanted to make sure that our giving was all tracked. Mm. And that was a really big part of working with Waste of Water. They're really guerrilla style in their team. It's small. Everything is monitored. Everything is tracked. So, yeah, once we have enough funds, um, we will speak with Waves of Water, see who needs clean water, um, and then we'll go from there and implement the water filtration systems. So they are a gravity-fed uh, water filtration system. So you just need a bucket and the filter and the most amazing thing about these filters is that you can 
take any water source that you have. It can be a dirty puddle of water. It can be water from a stream. It can be water from the mountains that's been stored and it is riddled in waterborne diseases. Um, you literally put it in the bucket and there's no electricity needed and you can filter it Instantly, in an yeah. instant. It's a fast flow water filter as well. So, you know, it's not just a drip. It is a, um, it's kind of like a similar speed to the kind of water filters that we have here in Australia. People use them on their taps here to filter our water. Um, and then once the water flow starts to become less, then the communities um, know to backwash the filter and then it starts again. And when we implement the filters, we do a lot of training and demonstration and education. So we've just returned from the Philippines, actually, um, did our biggest project to date over there um, last month. And when we go into these areas in need, we spend about two hours actually just demonstrating, educating, and um, teaching everyone about how to use the filters and care for the filters. And then we actually get the people in the village that are receiving the filter. So we provide one filter for about 25 people. So that's about five households. And in these areas, they all live quite close together. So they'll create like a station there. And there's one person that will be in charge of the filter. So they're kind of the ownership of, of that filter. And they're the ones that we train on how to use it. And we actually get them to build the filters. Um, assemble of, it. Yeah, assemble it. Yeah. Um, so they know how to use it, completely backwash it. And, yeah, they care for it. And that's how the filters can last up to 10 years. Um, yeah. And they filter 4 million litres of water. Yeah, um, each, so, yeah, so each filter filters 4 million litres yeah. of water. They're just, they're just remarkable. And I think, you know, living in the, you know, backyards of these communities when we were overseas, we really saw that they did have water there and mm. we, you know, we could never use their water and they were forever boiling it and having to start their little fires with, you know, timber and wood and everything just to, you know, boil a bit of water to make a tea that, you know, that water actually isn't 100% clean and will still make them kind of sick. Like these people generally have, you know, constant diarrhea or they'll have like rashes on their skin. Um, you know, the kids get tired and things like that just from like constantly having water that is dirty. So they usually boil the water. Um, but, yeah, with these filters, that takes away that time of having to, you know, make the fire to actually boil the water like these places don't have electricities or gas stoves and things like we're, we're used to here so I think it also comes down to like how much time they receive back mm -hmm. into their life just from you know being able to filter their water instantly totally. it's, it's and time amazing. that children can even go to school because a lot of I know in Indonesia a lot of kids will leave school at pretty early and the excuse to their teachers oh I need to go drink some water but there's no water at the school so they've gone home to go drink, but they're not coming back to school, you know. Yeah. You're not come, they're not coming back. It's like that's it for the day. They were thirsty and then they had to go home to get some water. And now it's like if that, well, not now, but if that school, say, had filters there, kids would just be able to drink water out of the tap at the school and, and not, not have to leave school. And we know that that's you know, happened in some areas. So mm. that's a pretty cool thing to be a part of. 
No, it's really amazing and something that you both should be so, so proud of. So you just mentioned, Ellie, that you've kind of just come back from your biggest project to date. Do you know what the total impact that you've had of all of the projects that you have done over the past kind of, what is it, five or six years has been? Yeah. Um, so it's been three and a half years. Since we launched. Since yeah. we launched. Bit of, bit, bit of back end time. Oh, sorry. <laughs> a bit of <laughs> testing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, we have helped out 35,550 people to date now um, and implemented just over 1,300 filters. Yeah. Gosh, that is so exciting. That is so amazing. And I think it's really interesting hearing you bring up as well that kind of you needed the traceability and you needed to be able mm. to f- get all of that information because often I think when companies are looking at partnering with different organizations, it can be very much from a monetary perspective and it's okay. kind of like you pay them and then that's it. Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. That never set well for us. Um, that was our whole reason. You know, we looked into a bunch of different, you know, organisations that we could partner with when we did and Waves or Water by Fire outshone the rest. Um, just their approach and the, you know, skeleton staff and the non-wasting of funds. I know personally for me, like, I want to know where the money's going. Mm. Honestly, straight up. Like, where, if I'm donating to anything or anyone or if somebody else is donating on my behalf because I've purchased a product, I want to know... Are they legit? You know, are, honestly, are they, are they, wh- where's the money going? You know, what's it doing? It's a big question that I know a lot of people ask and a lot of people would wonder that about our company. Mm. And that's why we want to just be like super open, honest, transparent. Everything here it is. This is what we've done. This is what we're doing. Yeah. Um, because I think, you know, that you never have to hide behind that, you know, if, if and we're not just donating a bunch of money and then hoping it's happening and just sort of like donating money and letting it go. Like that's not what we want to be a part. We want to be like in control of every project that we're, you know, facilitating, even if obviously the last couple of years we weren't able to travel. So that was a little bit of a, um, a learning curve in, in the long run. Um, and I think just want to touch on like when we implement the water filters, the most amazing thing about Waves for Water is they track a hundred percent of the filters that they implement so all of the filters that we've been implementing in the philippines six to 12 months after the filters are implemented waves of water will actually go back into the area so that is part of our donation mm. we pay for their small team to you know go back into these areas and make sure that everyone um everyone's filters are working um just like we taught them and demonstrated um like and, a little refresher, a little refresher on how to, you know, maintain it. Yeah, and and sometimes we will kind of piggyback them going back into that village and be able to, you know, help out an area that's close by or maybe, you know, that area they did part of the area to see how they're going and then the other 
part of the area is like, oh, we really want filters as well. And then we're able to implement them there rather than just going, oh, everyone, here's some filters and, you know. Good luck kind of thing around the world in other organisations. And, you know, I don't know, but I'm sure it does, you know. Sorry, one of my other questions was that I don't know if you guys have ever used one of those water filters at home, like the big jugs. You have to refresh the filter or it kind of gets to an expiry date. Does that happen with the filters that you're using? Well, they've got a lifespan of about 4 million litres of water and if they're properly maintained, they can last up to 10 years. So nothing like the filter that you would use at home. It's not a charcoal filter or a um, sand filter or a... um, one of those kind of filters, what it actually is, it's a hollow membrane filter. So the easiest way to explain it is it's almost like a really, really, really fine uh, drip coffee, basically. So when you drip, have a drip coffee, like American style drip coffee or a cheese ball or something, it's physically, it's a physical barrier. But because it's a hollow membrane, it has to go through one, one barrier and then a hollow and then another barrier. So it's, and it's 0.1 micron absolute. So that's how small the holes are. Um, which means it's physically stopping, um, you know, E. coli, Guardia, protozoosis, all of those things actually are getting physically stopped, which is why you have to backwash it and why you have to maintain it because they're actually getting caught there. So eventually the flow will slow down, which means you've caught a lot of bad stuff, which is actually a good thing. Obviously, you've got to, oh, my, my, my water's not running quite as quick. So under the filter, within about, 30 seconds, you can have it backwashed and then screw it back on and it will be flowing just as good as brand new. So, um, yeah, and if and, and all that has to be done is the filters have to be maintained and they'll just keep working and working and working. Yeah, no, that is that is incredible technology as well. I, yeah. That was a great way of explaining it as well because as soon as you mentioned kind of hollow membranes, my mind just went, whoo. Totally. I didn't know what you were going to say then, but yes, cheesecloth. I can definitely, <laughs> I can definitely picture that. <laughs> so, what are some of the goals that you guys have got for the future? Like, do you have a target set on kind of the number of people that you want to help, or what's kind of yeah, what's happening? Well, I mean, we have a fair few goals. Um, there's obviously the goals for us always at the top of the list is to help people. Like that's kind of the fundamentals of Project Pargo, and we've we put that at the top of the list as like helping people out. Obviously, we understand we can't help people if we don't sell products. And we also can't help people if we don't sell really, really good products because if they're not really, really, really good, people won't buy them again or tell their friends about them. So we spend a lot of time and effort in making sure our products are like as high quality as they can be. And design-wise, they need to look really good too because we want you know a tradie to be comfortable taking his reusable cup to the cafe but we also want it to look stylish enough to sit on like a really fancy boardroom table so that's something for us is like yes we're really focused on growing the business and getting you know doing more partnerships and having more um, amazing retailers and all of that Um, but growing it in a way that is with helping people at the top of the list. So, and, you know, putting a number on it, like we've talked about, oh, we'd love to help a million people, you know, for sure. That's a number that's like a big number, but I think it's achievable. Um, At the end of the day, there's no like, we want to help this many people. It's just like, we just want to keep growing and keep helping as many people as we possibly can. And if that's a million, then that's a million. If it's, you know, when we very first started, the goal was a thousand people. And that after the very first trip, we like looked at each other and we're like, whoa, we just helped a thousand people out. 
And it was like, I was going to do something about it. It was like the best, it was the best feeling to know that our tiny little brand business had just gone and done this without anyone else being a part of it. And literally Ellie and I just packed a bunch of filters in our bag and went into and were like, we did have some connections and we went there and met <laughs> on the ground and it was like so raw and, and you know, guerrilla style and it, and that's how it works and that's still how it's working. We're just doing it a little bit more organised these days. We have like, you know, more connections with waves of water and stuff like that. So now it's like we have the availability to grow kind of exponentially and I think, yeah, so that, you know, the goal is to infinity and beyond basically. No, I think it's a really exciting position to be in as well and I think it's one of those things Yes, it is great to chase sales, but it is also great to know that every sale is directly impacting and benefiting somebody as well. Honestly, that's what keeps us going in all 100% honesty. And and we're very stoked that we are also helping out, you know, the world in more ways than one with, you know, there is a single-use crisis that we all know about and it is terrible and it is huge. And, you know, the more you think about it, the more overwhelming it can become. And I'm sure, you know, you're a massive advocate for, for all of that. And we love what you got, you know, what you're about and, and what you're promoting in, in, through your business. And it, it, it takes a bunch of people to have a go at it, not just a couple of people to do it really well. And I think, you know, for us to be able to have products that are, you know, reusable and sustainable and also stylish so that, you know, early to mid-20-year-old bloke feels good about taking his reusable cup to the cafe Mm. instead of it being like oh only for eco warriors you know because we're eco warriors but there's a lot of people that aren't but they they still are in their heart so we want to be able to bridge that kind of gap and not make it you know i don't know if that kind of makes sense but that's no totally does always to like make it like cool in a way Mm. make it cool because it is cool to help the environment and it is cool to help people out and, you know, live a good life and, you know, do cool things as well and, and you know, still go on adventures and, and, you know, still have fun and all that stuff. But, yeah, that's kind of the, the way forward for us for sure. No, I think I think it's really great and it leads on perfectly to my final question for you both today, which is what is one actionable thing that our guests can do tomorrow to save our planet? Because I don't want any of this kind of pie in the sky. I want something that's very tangible that they can walk away and implement tomorrow. So Ellie, you go first. Well, the number one thing for us when we really started our single um, use plastic journey was really just to start with the simple things that you're using every day and it is a coffee cup it's I see so many people out there still today using takeaway cups and I'm just like it's so easy just to make one small switch and you you know be saving the planet of you know tenfold to what you're doing now um so i'm massive on just you know starting simple start with a coffee cup move to the water bottle you know everyone needs a water bottle we can fill it up from the tap at any beach it's yeah any any cafe you can pass the bottle over and be like can you please just fill this up and you're good to go for the next couple of hours um yeah it's anywhere in australia you can ask these days hey can you fill my water bottle up it's it's such a small thing, but it makes such a big impact. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, that's how we really started our mm-hmm. um, 
you know, sustainable journey. And totally. I mean, we've made many more steps after that, but I think, yeah, just start small um, and, you know, grow from there. Totally. And is yours the same, Dylan? <laughs> well, I'd like to say yes, it is. Although I'd also like to um, add in the taking the time to research the kind of clothes that people are buying and use a sustainable product as in the sustainable material that's used whether it's hemp you know or there's a multitude of other ones bamboo whatever it is but be careful on on what you're purchasing um, and buy good quality stuff that's going to last a long time and i think that that's something that people might overlook with their sustainable journey so that's my one and I think it also kind of plays into that get organized and remember your reusable cup, but also get organized so you're not making that kind of quick impulse purchase buy when you're buying clothing. If you've got a yeah. bit of time, you know that you're going to need, I don't know, a new pair of jeans sometime soon, do your research, give yourself exactly. that breathing room so then you're not forced to make that rash decision at the end. Exactly. And then six months later, the pair of pants or shirt that you bought's not looking so good anymore because yeah, or it was it's made with bad splits quality down material. the seam. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, we've all been there. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you both so much for coming on today. It's been so much fun, and I hope that everybody listening has learned a thing or two. Thank, thank you. Yes. Thanks for having thank us. Thank you so much for having us. Really appreciate it. Bye.